name is Steve Stevens, the best sports consultant money can buy. I make more money betting sports than anybody in the world. I'm the one that tells you who to bet. I'm not a bookie. I'm the bookie killer. If money talks, then I got a lot to say. I'm on the grind trying to make $100,000 a day. The game that I pick, believe me, it's a winner. What I know could get you rich, because all I pick is winners. Welcome to Las Vegas. Money talks. Money talks. Welcome to Las Vegas. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're tuned into the VIP Sports Podcast. I'm Darren Otero, a.k.a. Steve Stevens, the bookie killer, sitting along with me for ride-along host once again, the big paparazzi. What's up, brother? I mean, we got the NFL draft tonight. We just had uh, parts one and two of the Michael Jordan documentary. Life's getting a little bit better. It sure is, and sports going to be coming back before you guys know it. Like I said, man, sitting in quarantine for me is getting absolutely uh, mind-boggling, anxiety and uh, my mind is ready to get back into business and start making some money. Amen to that. I've never went this long without making money in my entire life. Even when I was 13 years old, I was selling now and at school, doing whatever it took to get a couple extra bucks. You know what I mean? Uh, you're always on the grind. I'm always on the grind. And we're ready to get back to the grind. Absolutely. April 23rd, 2020, podcast number 262. Our show airs every Thursday night. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Like I said, VIP Sports has been shut down, uh, as I've told you guys, for weeks and weeks now. Yeah. And uh, I just feel it's my job to come into the studio once a week. Only people in here are me, paparazzi, and the producer, you know, staying corona-free. But, you know, I got to keep my business in the loop. Got to let you guys know what's going on with sports betting. And I want to entertain you guys, give you an hour, time to laugh. Uh, time to chuckle, do a couple different things to uh, keep your mind off this uh, depressing disease that's going on. And, and kind of keep you guys updated on what's going on here in the state of Vegas to uh, let you know what's up. Absolutely. Anyway, Poppy, advertising opportunities. People want to advertise with our podcast. What do they got to do? Well, if you're watching or listening to this podcast, you own a small business or work at a company interested in getting involved with this booming sports industry, send us an email over to advertising at VIPSportsLasVegas.com. We'll get back to you with all the details on how to become a sponsor of our show. Got a great show for you today, guys. We're going to talk about a little Las Vegas news, tell you how the atmosphere is out here, uh, what our mayor's talking about, what the governor's talking about, and uh, we'll let you a little inside secret on that. We got some NFL news, the NFL draft, which is going along 100% as expected. Uh, we're going to tell you about the NBA, and we also have a little entertainment news. We do. Guys, you want to get a hold of us, 877-220-6540. Since we're shut down, uh, you can go to our website, VIPSportsLasVegas.com. Uh, DMing me is obviously the best way. If you guys have any questions or asking me when sports going to resume or when the company's going to back, open back up and stuff like that. But uh, just know that my guys are patiently waiting at home, getting ready to get back on the grind to provide you guys more winners than you could possibly ever imagine. Uh, don't forget, Master Closer 101 email address is admin at mastercloser101.com. We have uh, now like 121 pre-order inquiries, uh, people that are interested in buying the product. As everybody know, it hasn't launched yet. Uh, the website has been taking a tremendous amount of work. Uh, the back end uh, and this whole system is so complex. You guys are going to be so excited when it finally gets launched, and we plan on launching it uh, probably mid-next week for sure. So you guys that have made the inquiries, you will be receiving a phone call from me and uh, we'll get you signed up for Master Closer and show you how to be the best salesman you could possibly ever be.
If you're watching this podcast on YouTube, make sure you join the live chat that we have in the first airing of each episode. We pre-tape the podcast. We'll be, we'll be on the live chat just like I was last week, just like I'll be on this week to mix it up with you guys and answer any questions that you possibly could have. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube. Uh, and when you subscribe, make sure you click that little bell. That way you get notifications and you choose to receive all the videos, the posts, everything that we do. We appreciate all your thumbs up and we read every one of your podcasts. That would Speak, do. Yeah, speaking of the, uh, the comments and the giveaways, want to give a shout out last week to the winner of the Mark andre Flurry pack, which was Sahara Violet. Congratulations, Sarah. This is getting shipped out to you today. I've seen that you contacted the company. You said how excited you were and that somebody in your family is going to love to have that hanging. And they also said they were a big fan of moi, which I really appreciate. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Can't believe how many people I, I had on there say, if I win the plaque, I want you to sign it, Steve. Yeah, lots well, of people. Mark andre Fleury signature is a little bit more expensive than mine, <laughs> but I appreciate everybody showing the love and uh, appreciating everything that I do. And we're going to do another giveaway tonight, right? We're going to do a giveaway right now. Let's do it. Guys, I, I know everybody in this situation, nobody's working, nobody's making money, can't get through to the unemployment office for the money that you do have coming. So Steve Stevens got your back. What we're going to do today, guys, is we're going to give $500 cash away in today's drawing. You heard what I said, $500 in cash to the lucky winner. Now, the only thing that you guys have to do to be entered into the contest is go to my last post on Instagram. You can go to the podcast when it's airing live. Yep, the live chat tonight. The, the live chat tonight. Or more importantly, you can go to the podcast after the live chat, and all you have to do is put in a comment that says, show me the money. Or you could put, enter me in the contest to win $500 cold cash, and I know everybody needs it right now. All you got to do is... Go to my last podcast. Now, keep in mind, if you go to my Instagram uh, and put a, pod, uh, a comment on the last uh, post that I put, you will get entered in an extra five times. I think they should get entered five times for each, so I think we should let them, especially for the cash. If they go on the live chat tonight, let them have five entries. If they make a comment on our podcast, five entries. If they go to the Instagram post, five entries. And if they refer a friend, five entries. I tell you what, I'm going to honor that. I'll give you guys a chance to enter to win that $500 20 different times. Uh, five times by going to the live chat with a comment, show me the money. Uh, another five entries uh, if you go to my last Instagram post. Uh, another five entries if you refer a friend to my Instagram. And the podcast, uh, once it's over from the live chat, another five entries. So you could get 20 entries and have a chance to win $500, which everybody needs right now more than anything, because last time I checked, Cash is king. Cash is king, especially right now. And I want to make sure I help you guys in any way I can. Even though the company's hurting, uh, even though the company funds are depleting, <laughs> we still got to do some marketing plans to keep everybody engaged so, you know, the company's up and roaring when the time. But uh, it is what it is, guys. $500 cash. Go a comment on the podcast or my Instagram. Put on there, show me the money, or say I want to be entered in the contest to win $500 cash. Will I will announce on Instagram Live either Saturday or Sunday. That sounds good. You can also listen to the VIP Sports Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Pocket Cast, and all other major platforms. Or you could just simply ask Alexa, play the VIP Sports Las Vegas Podcast. Uh, we post new episodes every Thursday night. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter at VIP Sports LV, 
And if you don't want to call us, like I said before, direct messaging me is the best way to get in touch, considering I'm not at the office except for this one hour a day, once a week, to entertain you guys and give you something to watch. Uh, now it's time to up your swagger. We've told you guys several times. If you haven't before, make sure you check out the absolute blowout winner merchandise line. We got the white hoodies for this football season and all the t-shirts for any occasion. Perfect for any tailgate sporting event or if you're just at home on the sofa chilling. You got winners and you got losers. Which one are you? I'm an absolute blowout winner. It's a way of life, guys, and uh, I know you're a winner as well. So make sure you rep that beautiful Absolute Blowout Winner t-shirt or hoodie by going to AbsoluteBlowoutWinner.com. I'm looking for the Bookie Killer Kick Corona's Ass oh, uh, uh, t-shirt. We got a couple new ones. We got the Fair Enough shirt uh, when we get back on the grind. Uh, we got a Bookie Killer shirt coming out. We got several different new merchandising lines available soon as the economy opens up. And speaking of the economy, Las Vegas News, give a shout out to uh, Mayor Carolyn Goodman. I love you so much. Uh, I know she had a wild interview with Anderson Cooper. He thinks she's absolutely crazy. However, I don't. The economy does need to open up out here in Las Vegas. We support tourism. We support gambling. The casinos are shut down. The bars are shut down. And uh, it's about time to get back on the grind and open up. What did Las Vegas mayor say? Uh, you know, her comments, she came out and she basically said, uh, the city of Las Vegas needs to open up, that it's not her job to get it going, that it's the business owners. And you really have to think of this from a couple of different perspectives. She's the mayor of our city. Our city is based on gambling and tourism. She's looking at our economy getting hit harder than anywhere in the nation. And based on tourism and gambling, you're not just going to be able to flip a switch. We need people to come from all over the world. And obviously, other economies are hurting, travel bans, everything like this. So it's going to take a while. She can't just say, have the economy open up today and then expect people to come from all over the world. It's going to take a while. So I totally respect her. She's trying to do its best for us. However, you have a governor, Steve Sisolak, and mind you, these two worked together, especially because of the shooting here um, on October 1st, a couple of years ago. They worked together great. There was no political bullshit or anything like that. Uh, but now you have Governor Steve Sisolak. Who doesn't want to open up at all. Who wants to protect. Uh, he wants to slowly open. Slowly open in phases, which I, I respect where he's coming from, but at the same point, like you and I, we're here, we see our city down, hurting our people, hurting money bad. We realize that corona is a bad thing, and a lot of people have been affected. There's a lot of people who are infected that uh, may have been sick and may still get sick, but we need our world to open back up. So. I respect Carolyn Goodman's uh, comments, and I see where she's coming from. I do respect Steve Sisolak's comments and see where he's coming from, but we need to open up. I love you. I love them all. And by the way, the win uh, plans on opening in April 30th. They make that very clear that uh, they're going to slowly open up the hotels. I have a lot of good friends that own bars or in the bar industry. They're saying end of May, June 1st for sure. They're already starting to open up and doing takeouts and stuff like that. So it won't be too long before they'll be pouring those beers and welcoming people into their establishment here real soon. Well, and Governor Sislak did say, he said he needs to see 14 days of a downward paddle, a downward slide. Which and isn't happening because it keeps going up. Right. Well, and he said, he, he said that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be 14 days from uh, April 30th, but he said we need to be seven days into it going into uh, May. And let's say uh, April 24th through April 30th, we are going down. That would count as the first six or seven days. And then the slide would continue. He would consider going into phase one to start opening up business. One thing I will tell you with all my connections and uh, 
Carolyn Goodman, Oscar Goodman, uh, Ross Goodman are all personal friends of mine. They are. I know them very, very well. And what I can tell you is Las Vegas will be one of the first places to open with open arms and get the economy back cracking, which I look forward to. Let's move right into some NFL news. Uh, Tampa Bay Rob Gronkowski comes out of retirement and is traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as it reunited with Tom Brady. Gronkowski said, New England was not an easy organization to play for, but I do respect them. Well, what did I say on about four podcasts ago? You said that Gronk would be coming out of retirement. And, and where did I say he'd be going? Right with Tom Brady. Fair enough, guys. Like I said, men lie, women lie, results don't. I told you that, guys, several weeks ago that Gronk would probably come out of retirement and get the job done. When I seen him on The Masked Singer and I seen the way that he was talking, I knew right then and there he was already geared up to get back in the NFL and he already knew where he was going. So sorry, Jenny McCarthy and the Kai and the Ba and everybody out there in Boston, but uh, he's in Tampa Bay now. And it is what it is. My question is, are all these people from Boston still going to support and respect Gronk and Tom Brady? You know, that, that's a very good question. Because those fans are cutthroat Boston, fucking fans. Yeah, uh, I, I think they, they love those two for what they did for the city. So I think in a rare exception, you will see. It's not like a Red Sox player going to the Yankees, where they probably wouldn't. Uh, these two did a lot, especially Tom Brady. So I do see Boston still showing them love. And there were a couple interesting facts here. I saw a report where it was always going to be a package deal that Tom Brady said, you sign me, Gronk's coming. So that was kind of interesting to me. Um, and Gronkowski basically said that his body needed a break. It needed uh, the, the, the time away. But yet he's at a nightclub dancing crazy drunk as fuck on the regular. Yeah, I mean, he was just at WrestleMania winning a belt there and everything. Yeah, but I know WrestleMania is not going to put any harm on your body, huh? Yeah, I mean... I think I think the the bottom line here, and I think you can read between uh, the lines. That they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing, and Bill Belichick uh, is very hard on his players. There's no special treatment, and I think that Bill Belichick needs these guys more than these guys need Bill Belichick. And it's freezing fucking cold. You ask me, I want to play in Tampa Bay, Florida, or or, or fucking uh, Patriots. I'm going to Florida all day long. So I'm excited to see what Tampa Bay looks uh, like this season. They should have a good team, and they will be good contenders. They will. The NFC South is making noise this offseason. Tom Brady and Gronk to Tampa Bay. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Robbie Anderson to Carolina. Todd Gurley and Hayden Hurst to Atlanta. Drew Brees resigned uh, with the New Orleans. And Emmanuel Sanders goes to the Saints. Here's my question. Who wins the NFC South this year? Bucks, Saints, Panthers, or Atlanta? Well, I'll just answer for you. Saints. Who do you think? Saints. No doubt about it. When the Saints come marching in, I love Drew Brees. I love everything about him, and I love that organization over there in New Orleans. I mean, look at the quarterbacks you're going to have. You got Tom Brady, you got Drew Brees, you got Teddy Bridgewater, and you got Matt Ryan right there. I mean, NFC got... South is on fire. Yeah, huh? I can't wait to see some of those games. Me neither. Let's move on to the NFL draft. Starts today. Uh, CBS Sports says the Las Vegas Raiders have a number one and five teams that could possibly trade up with the Detroit Lions. Here's the question. Raiders have Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota, but you can see Gruden trading up and taking a quarterback, possibly Alabama star Tua. What do you think? Uh, I don't think so. I, I think the Raiders have other needs right now. I think <laughs> Agreed. Be, I, I think it would be great. We need a cornerback and yeah. we need a receiver bad as a motherfucker. Yeah, and I think it would be great for starting here with Las Vegas, Gruden coming here. Antonio starting. Brown, man, did you fuck up. Yeah, I, I think it would be great for us to start out with trying to get a franchise quarterback. But I think for the other needs that we have and us having Carr and Mariota, I think it would be a good start to just try to work with them and go with their other needs. As a Las Vegas fan, yeah. uh, my opinion is who would I rather see? People ask me all the time, uh, Carr uh, or Mariota. I'll take Mariota to start any day of the week. Yeah. Uh, we don't 
support David Carr out here. He's not our type of quarterback. Derek Carr. He's Derek a Carr. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Derek Carr. He's a crybaby. And, uh, I mean, he's an average quarterback at best. And I don't see him representing Las Vegas in the way that we need a quarterback to represent. No, but I, it'll be interesting tonight with John Gruden. He's definitely starting. He's a starting quarterback. Yeah. So he will be starting. It'll be interesting tonight with John Gruden. The Raiders have some uh, good picks, early picks. See maybe if he does make some trades to get some additional picks or what they do. So I'm interested to see what happens tonight. Biggest NFL draft bus. Here's a list of some of the biggest draft busts in NFL history. Jamarcus Russell, quarterback of the Oakland Raiders, 2007, first overall pick. Russell started 25 games in three years. His win-loss records was seven wins, 18 losses. The final nail in his coffin was when Russell showed up to training camp in 2009, weighing about 300 pounds. Yeah, that, that, that's not going to work, and let's hope that those omens as far as the Raiders' bad draft picks end tonight. Uh, the second biggest bust, everybody knows, Ryan Leaf, Hello. quarterback for the Chargers, 1998, was the second overall pick. Uh, the Chargers actually moved up in that draft from third to uh, from the third Hello? overall pick over to second uh, to draft Ryan Leaf. Uh, the Chargers gave up the third overall pick, a second round pick, and a first round pick in 1999 to get Ryan Leaf, who was an absolute bust. And uh, let's hope that doesn't happen for the Chargers again tonight. Yeah, I hope not. Lawrence Phillips, running back for the Rams, sixth overall pick, 1996. Uh, by the way, Phillips was in absolutely beast mode he was. Uh, in college when he played for Nebraska. I loved the dude. The Rams were so confident in Phillips, they traded away the bus, Jerome Bettis. Uh, the Rams released Phillips before he finished his second season. Phillips was sentenced to a 31 years in prison in 2008 for domestic abuse, spousal abuse, car theft, and false imprisonment. Phillips ended up taking his own life in 2016, which... Uh, is not a good thing no matter what anybody goes through. You know, you don't ever want to take your life. No, and, uh, you know, tonight there's there's some uh, question marks tonight on which quarterbacks are going to go. F- I mean, Joe Burrows looks like a lock to go first tonight with Cincinnati. There's been some rumors that a couple of teams have contacted Cincinnati to try to move up to get him. It doesn't look like Cincinnati's going to budge. They believe he's the real deal, so he looks like he's going first. But the second and third quarterbacks, uh, there's a little bit of play on, does Miami believe in Tua? Is he real? Is he healthy? So that's going to kind of be the, the early interesting drama on, is there a trade early to try to move up to get a better quarterback? And uh, just to sum up NFL, they plan on starting the season on time, uh, doing what they need to do, and uh, getting sports betting back in effect and sports for us to watch. Is there going to be fans in the stands? I don't know. However, we are going to have sports back here real soon as far as NHL, uh, Major League Baseball, uh, probably without fans. But for a guy like me, that's all we need to get that motherfucking money. Well, and, and speaking of baseball, you know, they're playing over in Taiwan and China, and uh, Major League Baseball is looking at this. They're trying to see what they're doing so they can try to uh, emulate that over here to get us going, to, to, to get a season going. NHL, interesting. We've talked about the last couple of podcasts about maybe some different sittings uh, over in North Dakota, New Hampshire, but uh, Gary They're Bettman, already making statements that they're ready to play in their own arenas. They're ready to go. Right, in Edmonton. The NHL is moving forward. Their, their draft they're planning to hold in June, and uh, they are looking at getting a plan going uh, as soon as everybody's healthy enough to start playing. So look out for the NHL. The PGA, interestingly enough, has scheduled an event for June the 11th. They are looking forward to get going June the 11th, and that's good, guys, for all sports. As soon as 
a couple of these sports leagues get going, it will put pressure on the others to start emulating and doing that. So let's get going, sports. Good, good move by the PGA. Let's go in baseball. Let's go hockey. And it'll kick the other sports into gear. And you already know Dana White and UFC is ready to roll yesterday. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. So let's move on to NBA recap. There were more votes uh, were for Michael Jordan over LeBron. Some comments said they would take Kobe over LeBron. Here's my poll question. Do you think uh, LeBron is better than Kobe? My answer is absolutely. Yeah, I, I love Kobe Bryant, guys. The, the guy's an absolute warrior. He's a guy you definitely want on your team. But Kobe's a lot more one-dimensional. That doesn't mean he can't pass or rebound, but he's a scorer. And he also was made from another player, Michael Jordan. Correct. He took all of his moves and perfected the best player in the world, which kudos to and RIP to Kobe Bryant uh, as well, one of the best basketball players of all time. Uh, LeBron is his own person, his own beast. And uh, in my opinion, Kobe is not better uh, than LeBron. No, and, and but I did say Michael Jordan was better than LeBron, so shout out to everybody that agreed with me out there. Pretty much everybody did. And uh, LeBron also, like to me, he just makes a team better. He just, he just can do the intangibles to go take uh, you know, guys that aren't as good and make them better. Yeah, and thank God he stopped dancing because it was making me fucking <laughs> sick seeing him dance around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, guys, uh, NBA, did you watch the first two episodes of The Last Dance? Did you? I, I did. Well, here was the question. What stood out to you the most after watching the first two episodes? Uh, you know, I, I, I at that point, uh, I, I was younger, so I loved basketball, but I didn't follow the politics so much, so I didn't really realize that Scottie Pippen was that underpaid at that point. At, oh, I knew that 100%. Like I said, all he was was Jordan's bitch. Yeah. But uh, like I said, Scottie did a lot for that team and definitely was underpaid. Yeah. But uh, uh, I watched it. I, I went through it. I didn't watch it all. Uh, I've been swimming in the pool, hanging out, doing my thing. Until I can start betting on those games, I don't have too much interest in nothing except for my family. You know what I mean? Well, it did, it did draw an all-time uh, ratings high. Of course it did. For a non-sporting uh, event. Something finally overtook Pornhub. <laughs> anyway, guys, NBA Kevin Durant said he thinks Jordan would still be the best player in the NBA today if he was in his prime. Do you agree or disagree? Same thing. I got to disagree. It's, to me, it's LeBron. Uh, I agree 100%. Michael Jordan has the will to win, and his confidence level and his competitiveness is uh, over and beyond anybody else. Remember, a lot more room to operate in today's less physical style of basketball. That's true. But go look at Michael Jordan's body and then go look at LeBron's body and uh, go put LeBron back in that time period and then uh, go watch some film and tell me what you think. He would have had to have been a more physical player than he is now. He doesn't use his body as physically as hard as he could. Uh, no, but I think... These it, players now get an ingrown toenail and they take off for four days. They do. They were playing with missing toes and broken fingers and shit back in the day. They were, but go look at their bodies compared to the muscle of LeBron. It, it, I, no, I completely understand that, but it's finesse and muscle has nothing to do with it. I mean, it does and it doesn't. But uh, anyway, it's just an opinion. It is. I say Michael Jordan, you say LeBron. Oh, as we said, guys, we're going to be doing every casino. Uh, I'm doing a sports book review for all you guys that come into town or thinking about coming into town. Uh, what I'm doing is I'm doing a review on every sports book in Nevada, uh, giving you the atmosphere of the place, their betting limits, what sports they take, everything about their sports book, as I've released on the last few podcasts. Enjoy the sports book review. And like I said, we're going to do every casino in Nevada as soon as these things open up. I hope you like it.
afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Steve Stevens, a.k.a. The Bookie Killer, sitting here at the Rio Hotel for my sports book review. As far as their limits here at the casino, um, they will let you bet certain games. However, is this the type of casino where you can bet a plus 300 money line? No, they're scared of that action. In other words, if you think you could come here and bet $10,000 on a plus 300 to take a lick for 30 grand, it's not happening. They, bet you, they let you bet about $5,000, up to $10,000 on a football game if they know you. Uh, baseball, they'll let you bet up to $5,000, side or total, which is good. During the basketball tournament, I've been told they'll let you bet $10,000 a game here too. However, if you're new in town, you want to bet a college basketball total, you might get limited to $1,000. Overall, the sports book, on a one to 10, I'd give it a six and a half. Uh, the people are exciting. Uh, they're jumping up and down. You got cigarette smoke going in there. Is it my type of hangout? Not really, but it's a nice little cozy place right off the strip. The parking is nice. You can come right in, get your sports bet in, and get right out. So as far as the Rio, I give it a six and a half. They don't take big action on underdog bets. They won't let you put parlays together to lick them. And like I said, if your girlfriend left you and you got nothing else to do, you got 10 bucks in your pocket, head on down to the Rio, get you a bunch of drink tickets, get fucked up. At least when you lose your game, uh, they'll let you know that you're loaded and that they care about you either way. Fair enough! I hope you guys liked it. Uh, my job is just to keep you guys in tune with every sports book. That way, when you come into town, you know what to expect. You know what sports you can bet on. You know what their limits are. Uh, you'll know what sports that they take, uh, et cetera. Stay tuned for more of those. Let's get right into Major League Baseball news. Cheating investigation, Major League Baseball suspended the Boston Red Sox video replay operator through the 2020 postseason and stripped Boston of a second-round pick. Also, former manager Alex Cora is suspended through the 2020 postseason. Cora was pretty much done anyway because of his role with the Houston Astros in 2017. This guy's just a fucking cheater all around. All huh? the way around. Also, all the drama the Houston Astros were facing at the start of the season, like protesting fans, uh, batters getting hit by pitchers, they haven't had to deal with any of it. Here's the question. When baseball finally resumes, do you think the anger towards Houston will be less harsh because everyone will just be happy to have baseball back and betting sports again? Uh, the answer is yes. I, I agree. It, it'll, I'm over it, so I think everybody else should be. Yeah, I, I think it from a level 10, it'll be taken down to a level 5 or 6. People have long memories, so there'll still be your, your guys there doing that, but not as bad. Guys are just going to be happy to be back in those uniforms, uh, continuing to get those paychecks, yeah. and do what they've loved to do since the time they were fucking kids. Yep. I look forward to it. That's for goddamn sure. And as far as Major League Baseball, uh, it's coming back very, very soon. Anything you want to weigh in on Major League and when it's coming back? Uh, no, I, I do think once uh, players and agents and uh, CEOs are starting to miss paychecks and everything like that, uh, their attitude towards health is going to be a little bit less. And their attitude <laughs> towards getting paid and start playing is going to be a lot more. So I expect... Uh, Another month of this, guys, and then plans to really be in place with guys getting back training and stuff and getting to go. Absolutely. Let's move on to music, which is a little off subject. Tuesday was the two-year anniversary of the death of Prince. Already been two years, man. I, I remember I was in the office, and I went and I told you I got the information from my brother, 
and uh, then it pops like a couple hours later. You know, they covered all that up. I mean, from what I took of the whole situation, he had AIDS. Possibility. Yeah. So, I mean, people with money cover shit up real fast and real clear. You know yeah. what I mean? But anyway, here's the question uh, to you guys. Were you more of a Michael Jackson fan or a Prince fan? What were you? MJ. I was a Michael Jackson fan. Uh, I never wore the glove and danced around and shit, but my brother, I remember he used to have that off-the-wall record, and he'd be playing it in his room, and uh, I would say that I definitely had a lot more fun with Michael Jackson's hits through over the years rather than Prince, even though Prince did have a couple different ones. Uh, I remember Purple Rain came back. I was in elementary school, and uh, I was pretty excited when the movie came back. I was intrigued with his life, but uh, you asked me, uh, which one I was more into, I'd say Michael Jackson for sure. When, when I was young, my father was in the record industry, so I had a, a unique perspective and I had a lot of musicians at my house and stuff. And uh, my brother used to, when he was two, three years old, cry that he wasn't black like Michael Jackson. And he would have the white glove on and uh, be doing the moonwalk and everything. Well, like you should that. tell your brother that he wanted to be black and wear the glove, and the guy that was a celebrity, the black guy, wanted to be white with the glove. Yeah. So, I mean, there we guys, go. it's not a matter of color. <laughs> it's just a matter of uh, who you want to be in life and what you want to do. Racism has no part in this world, nope. and it never has. I've never been racist, never will be. Shout out to everybody out there. We're all human beings. Love each other, respect each other, no matter what race, color, size, shape or whatever you are. Especially right now. Exactly. Now, for the fans, many people on social media are talking about how this time during quarantine has given them the opportunity to reminisce about life. Here are some questions. Do you remember the first time you got high? Uh, yes, I do, actually. Uh, as sad as it is to say, it was with my dad. Uh, I was probably about 11 years old. He was blowing the marijuana smoke into my face. And uh, I just remember sitting there laughing, being high, and uh, wanting something to eat bad as a motherfucker. Now, the times I grew up were a little different. Should my father have been doing that? Absolutely fucking not. Would I do that to my kid? Absolutely not. I don't even smoke marijuana around my teenage kids or any of my kids for that matter. But I do remember the first time I got high, my dad blew it in my face. Around 12, I was stealing weed from my mom's drawer, rolling it up myself, and uh, blowing my brains out. You know, I was a fan of marijuana, still am a fan of marijuana. However, I don't smoke it as much as I used to due to the fact that my mind is a little clogged up with COVID. I have a little bit too much time on my hands. But uh, when the kids are asleep, uh, will I go outside and maybe take a, a couple secret hits and watch a movie and fall asleep? Absolutely. Now, do you remember the first time you got high? I do, and I, I was kind of uh, straight-laced back then. I was uh, 18, almost 19. And uh, I had a horse that had won five or six races in a row, and uh, I was out at a bar, underage, um, and uh, a couple of guys came up to me and told me, hey, you, you got that nice horse that's won five or six in a row. And I said, yeah. And uh, they said, well, you're going to lose tomorrow night. And I said, no, I'm not. I'm going to win again. And they said, no, you're going to lose tomorrow night. And then they grabbed me, put me in a car, and took me downtown Detroit to a after-hours bar with guys guarding it with guns and put out a line of cocaine in front of me. And they said, here you go. And I said, is that cocaine? And they said, yes, it is. Do it. And I got forced into doing it. And uh, that was my first time getting high. So it wasn't a very fun story. They forced you to do cocaine. They forced me to do cocaine. That sounds like my baby's mom and young teenage kids. That's yeah. fucking insane. That, there you go. That was That my person first should time. be in jail. Yeah. Well, I think they were talking about getting high on marijuana. You took it to a cocaine yeah. level. But hey, yeah, first time of getting high off everything. Do you guys remember the first time you got yeah. high? Put a comment into the podcast. I'd like to know myself. Here's the other question. Do you remember the first time you got drunk? 
The answer is absolutely. Me and my friend Jesse Burton, uh, Brent Hogue, Chris Galindo, a couple good friends of mine, we were about 12 years old at Lorenzi Park. Do you even know what Lorenzi Park is? I don't. Uh, it's over there on Washington, OG spot, uh, over there by Western High School. Shout out to Lorenzi Park. Uh, you looked over, Veronica. You know uh, Lorenzi Park? Uh, it's an old school spot. When we were kids, we used to go over there. They have big fields. They used to have a bunch of ponds with, uh, you remember the crawdads and the crawfish being in there too? Yeah. We'd go in there and play with them and stuff like that. However, uh, we got somebody to buy us some alcohol. We had a bottle of Thunderbird and four bottles of Grape Mad Dog 2020. Wow. When I tell you that I got beyond drunk to the point where I was throwing up and crying, thought I was going to fucking die, I will never, ever forget that fucking day. Shout out to Mad Dog 2020 and Thunderbird. If you guys are going to pick the first time to get drunk, it definitely shouldn't be that. You know, in my school, everyone was Seagram's wine coolers to get drunk for the first time. Yeah, I went right to that Mad Dog 2020 and Thunderbird, split my fucking wig back, threw up. Next thing I remember, I'm getting dropped off to my house to my mom. My boys left and ran off. And I really don't remember after that, but uh, I think I ended up sneaking into the house, sleeping it off. I don't even think I got caught. No? No. That, that, that sounds like a good one. How many times did you uh, do that during those time periods? Oh, after that Mad Dog 2020, it was a while before I started drinking again. But I picked up that uh, old English. You know, we, I grew up in the gangbang days. We were straight drinking 40s of old gold and uh, Colt 45, about 13, 14 years old. Uh, it was the thing to do when we were in high school. But no, I didn't like alcohol a lot. Get, wasn't getting drunk a lot. But uh, high school, I was for sure. It was the thing to do. So, guys, do you remember the first time you got drunk? Put a podcast comment in. Tell me what was it, how did you feel, and what was your situation? There you <laughs> Plain go. and fucking simple. I tell you what I'm going to do now. I feel like going home and sitting by the pool and getting drunk, uh, you know, drinking a couple drinks, sitting out and barbecuing. It seems like the things to do right now, even though I haven't even done that. No. I haven't sipped alcohol or done nothing in a long, long time. For those that are wondering... you on Instagram and stuff. They've been seeing you just being dad with the kids. kids that's it. Squirt gun my yesterday. sobriety is very key to me. I haven't been doing anything. Uh, since my uh, seven months of rehab, I've probably uh, drank alcohol three times. Haven't done any drugs, haven't done nothing, haven't even indulged in marijuana pretty much at all. I'm a twice a week guy if I do it at all. But more importantly, guys, I just wanted to come in, let you know what's going on. Sports betting is going to be back in effect very, very soon. We don't really care if the fans are in the stands. We just want to be able to make money. Don't forget, there's more money to be made in sports betting than any other investment in the world. So those of you guys that are getting unemployment, of course, pay your bills, pay your utilities. Uh, you know, for those that own houses, uh, you know, you don't have to pay right now. You could call the mortgage company up, come up with a repayment program like I did. Uh, you could come up with a, a way to put the payments to the back of the loan so you're not affected by it uh, at all. But make sure you save your money because sports betting is going to be here very, very soon. And I'm going to show you how to make a second income to get the things out of the life that you want, especially during these times. I know everybody doesn't have a lot of money. Soon as sports betting gets back in effect, give me a call immediately. How do you think I felt? My company has been shut down with a zero income for several weeks right now. So if anybody's looking back to get on the grind, it's definitely me for sure. And for you guys out there that are looking to take your sales to a whole nother level, you guys are looking to be the best salesman in your office. And for those owners that own companies whose manager's not getting the job uh, done, you're going to have a chance to hire Steve Stevens. 
All you got to do is give me a, a hit at adminmastercloser101.com. Uh, the, the, the program is going to be for sale probably mid next week. And it's going to show you how to turn your mouthpiece from a BB gun to an Uzi overnight. For all you business owners, it's going to have you hiring me, teaching all your salesmen how to wake up in the morning, how to come to work positive, uh, how to go over the closing statements, how to get ready to get on the phone, how to learn how to say the right rebuttal to any objection, show you how to use voice fluctuation, and give you a bunch of state-of-the-art, brand-new, modern-day closing techniques that you've never heard before, rather than this old 30-, 40-year recycled bullshit. At the end of the day, guys, you got to stay motivated. You got to stay excited. Everybody's in the same boat right now. Smile. I advise that you guys pull up some motivational statements, some motivational phrases. Read them every day because your mind is a terrible thing to waste. And I know a lot of people are having mental health issues right now. You know, I have days where I have mental health issues uh, sitting around the house. You can only walk around the block so many times with the kids. You can only go swimming so much. They can only do so many arts and crafts before the kids are ready to beat each other up. But like I said, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and we're going to be there very, very soon. Stay focused, stay aggressive, stay around loved ones, and more importantly, stay at the house. Sports betting is going to be in effect very, very soon, and I'll be here to make you more money than you possibly ever could imagine. I love you guys. On the behalf of VIP Sports and myself, the paparazzi, and everybody from my company, we love you if nobody else does. And remember, sports will be back betting very, very soon. And remember, let's not have the players be the only ones getting paid this season. Fair enough? We love you. Talk to you soon. Peace. It's Steve Stevens. I bust your bookie head open. Split it to the white meat. I ain't joking. Me a dirt bomb in the ghost float. Straight OG like that Kush I be smoking. It's way too potent for rookies to come hit it. A little white girl around, I might sniff it. Popping bub in the club, so twisted. My pops keeps telling me to go get it. So I'm at the sports book, betting big on the Clippers. I'm talking about five figures. I need a few shots of liquor. Might need another zipper if the bomb play me. Fuck around and put a half a meal on Tom Brady. When it comes to betting sports, Steve Steve is a beast. Need a certified winner called VIP Sports. Got too many felonies to ride around with my Glock. So sure to keep it since I got shot in Vegas like Pop. Money talking. It must be the money talking.